hear from two different members of our community who have served in different areas. So there's some overlap, and part of the reason we I asked them was because of just unique cross-sections in the areas that they have served in, um, but also because it might give you a glimpse of kind of the general, the general areas we would love to invite you to, to be a part of. Um, none of this is meant to make you feel like, oh, we're not serving enough, or, um, but rather it's meant to encourage you to see what is going on. Um, and so the, the first person I'd like to ask up is Kay Hennant. Katie has served as our Columbia Heights, one of our Columbia Heights NG leaders. Um, am I right to say that you are moving into the lift leadership? Yes. So she's moving into the leadership of Ladies and Fellowship together. Um, she served behind the scenes helping with um, some of our families that we served through DC 127. Um, and they have served faithfully on the communion team as well, including last week when it was a little crazy. So, Katie, if you come up and just share a few words, thank you. the different ways that me and my husband have been involved in the church. Um, we are very fortunate to have been involved in the up, the in, and the out. Uh, so for the up, we're members of the communion team. This is great for us that don't really like public speaking or being around lots of people. The communion team is great because it's only four or five of us in this back room right here. Um, and it's amazing that you can do this kind of small act uh, just with people in your community that really benefits the whole church body. Uh, so I really recommend the communion team for people that um, just want to like very small community. You get to have just kind of fun conversations with people in this back room. And I really enjoyed it as a way of like, serving the church. Um, and for the end, my husband and I have led the neighborhood group for Columbia Heights. Um, and it's been such a joy to have that type of fellowship with other people. I definitely encourage you guys to look around for the other nights. Uh, there's up on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So even if it's not in your neighborhood, feel free to check them out. Um, we definitely have people that come in from Virginia and from Maryland. So definitely uh, look into those, not if you just live in the neighborhood, uh, but just if you're interested in that uh, fellowship and community. And then actually through our neighborhood group is how we get involved in DC 127, the out. Uh, what's part about what's good about the neighborhood group is learning about other people from your church and what they might be involved in. And although we did not sign up for DC 127, people in our neighbor group, neighborhood group have, and we've been really blessed to have their presence and be able to help them out and to be able to be involved in other families' lives when the responsibility might seem a little too much at first. But you can definitely be there for your uh, church family that has already signed up and is willing to do this. Uh, so definitely a consideration for DC 127. Is if you sign up, you definitely have a whole body of people around you uh, that will be helping out. Uh, so hopefully uh, you guys are thinking about some of these opportunities. Uh, if you have any questions, just come up to me after. There's lots of good ways to serve, so hopefully you guys get involved. Okay, I know that the, I know that the sound in here is not optimal. Um, but um, we would also like to, we also wanted to invite up Miranda Kennedy. Uh, Miranda has served uh, as the leader of our welcome team, um, as well as serving with the DC 127 ministry, um, helping out with caring for the, the little ones and the families that, uh, that we walk alongside. And so 
Um, Miranda, if you would come say a few words. So during the sermon, I was thinking about um, the story that I used to tell. And a bunch of years ago, I moved to India, and I didn't know anybody there, and I went to live with a family in, um, in India in this like pretty poor neighborhood. And the power would always go out like a couple times a week, and it would often happen in the middle of the night. And so we'd all go up onto their roof, and you'd see like families all around the neighborhood, just like not sleeping, just hanging out, trying to like pass the time on the roof. And the family I was living with was a huge extended family. And there were always like tons of people around. It was not just one family; it was like all these people. And the first few times this happened, I was outraged. I was like, you know, no wonder productivity is so low in India. Like, no one can sleep. They can't get anything done. This is so unfair. Like, railing against, like, class inequality. And then, like, after a few times, I decided, I looked around me. It was, like, 3 in the morning. And everyone was just sitting together. And they were so comfortable and so at home and, like, then I realized that that was like actually perfect community. They didn't need to talk. They knew they were there for one another. And it was this huge group of people who always were all together in this really uncomfortable situation and they didn't really need to complain. They just knew that they were like there for one another. And that was... Um, that, that was the beginning of a like, long journey towards becoming a Christian for me. That was many years before I was a Christian. Um, but I knew at that moment that I wanted that, and that it was very unusual to have in our kind of like insular family, uh, nuclear family situation in America where people are so isolated and don't give to one another. And so it is only now that I realize I was just kind of having this epiphany today that this is this is where I ended up. This is how I found it was in this church community, where there is a sense of a constant belonging and family for people who really don't belong together in any kind of obvious way, right? Um, and uh, it is through serving that I became uh, I became aware that that was how I was living out that value, that I had become, um, my own family was only part of my family life. Like, my husband and daughter are only one segment of it. And you all and all the families that are willing to say that they have need and open up and ask for things and give to you, all of, all of those different families and parts of families have become my one true family. So for that, I am very grateful. Amen. Okay, thank you, Miranda. Um, so what we want to do now is really what we talked about was we had this whole thing where we were like challenging people to sign up for ministries. But what we really want to do is we want to say thank you. So many of you have served in so many different ways uh, over the last year. Um, everything from um, bringing meals to people um, when they have uh, moved or been sick, um, when they've had a baby, when they've had a death in the family. Um, people that have served so faithfully on Sunday morning, 
um, from our music team and slides and sound teams to our communion team and our children's ministry um, and the welcome team, the, those that count the offering uh, week in and week out. We have brothers and sisters here who lead our NGs um, and prepare each week for that. Um, brothers and sisters who lead our men's fellowship breakfast and our ladies in fellowship together, um, our moms groups. We want to say thank you for all the various ways that you've served. We have um, people that go out into our community and serve our neighbors at our rec centers, um, serve our neighbors uh, through helping families in crisis, um, serve our neighbors by playing basketball with youth and, um, and tutoring and mentoring uh, and many, many, many other ways that so many of us don't see. And so I want to say from the staff, from the leadership of the church, thank you. Um, thank you for serving one another. Thank you for being that tangible evidence of the gospel to one another. Um, and in a moment I'm going to close with a prayer that's, that was already written out and um, it's about what it means to, to serve one another. But I, I do want to point out the cards that are on your tables. It said, on one side it says, update your info. So if you've moved any time in the last year, don't assume that we have your correct info. If you've changed your email, if you don't ever get emails from us, <laughs> if you've changed your phone number. Um, also, it does have a place for prayer requests. Um, so you can put those down there as well. Um, and on the back... Um, there's, we want to know the, the areas that you're serving in, but also any areas that you're interested in serving in. Um, so if you have time, look it over, do it today. If not, we'll have these at the welcome table going forward. Um, the ones highlighted are ministries that we do have critical shortages in. Um, we need people to step into those areas. Um, some of these are actually great ways to serve together as a family with your kids. When I can get over my need for control, it's actually a blessing to have my son and my daughter help me set up on Sunday mornings and, and in so many other ways. So I do want to close with a prayer. It's actually from that same um, book, Every Moment Holy, that we've heard from Pastor Duke and Elder Steve recently. Um, but this is a prayer for serving others. O Christ, who made himself the servant of all, I would set my heart and my affections upon you. And upon you alone, for I can only serve others rightly when such service is undertaken from first to last as an act of devotion offered to you. In serving you, I am freed from my need for the praise of others, so that even if my kindnesses are shed from scarred hearts as rain from a slope or tin roof, my joy will not be dimmed. For I will know that you have received and remembered each act of sacrifice and reckoned it as a love rendered to you. So let my love be sincere, and let my service be fearless, O Lord. I would serve in imitation of you, who poured out your life for me. I would serve knowing that your spirit is ever at work in the lives of those I serve, ever calling, ever drawing, ever seeking, to soften hearts encased in fear and disappointment, and anger and idolatry. So let my kindnesses and sacrifice fall like warm shafts of sunlight on icy ground. I cannot know the end of another person's story. Our lives so often only briefly intersect. So let me be content to minister 
regardless of visible outcomes, trusting that the small mercies I extend will be woven into the larger theme of redemption at work in the lives of others as you woo them to yourself, drawing their hearts by a grace's offering and shaping my own heart too in this process of learning to serve well, and by learning to serve well, learning to love well. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, Grace Morning Hill, thank you so much for all the ways that you serve. If you do fill out those cards, you can give them to myself, you can give it to Joanna, or you can leave them in the middle of your table. If you don't have enough cards on your table, Joanna has them. Thank you.